1: This is the new Old Norwich, the podcast that's more steady on than splendid rush and we're determined to get our old Norwich back. Coming up, I agree with Kieran McKenna. Avoiding defeat to Ipswich is the highlight of the season and tis the season to be jolly. So let's finish episode 55 with our memorable matches and the 59 Cup runneth over. Norwich were in the Premier League 18 months ago, but at the end their fans were celebrating a draw. That tells you a lot.
0: Is that all we've got dad? Um yes I th- I think I think I think that's a, a fair summary. I mean it, it was it was nice to get a draw to be fair. I mean the um but
1: should uh, we be celebrating a draw?
0: Um I I mean, f- from where we are, yes, and and I mean that's how the way that you have to look at it really, because there's no good. It's, it's, it's a bit like Sam. We got the FA Cup semi final in nineteen fifty nine, isn't it? I know, yeah. I know. I know it's only eighteen months, but do you know where I'm coming from? You, you know, it's it's where we are today, and 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 where we were. Where to be honest, uh, you know, three or four weeks ago, we were thinking, well, look, we're heading for relegation here, especially with the way these other teams, some of the teams, are beginning. to pick up a bit so um from that position and 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 let's, let's be honest ipswich are a good team mm. um they'd won eight home games on the bounce there was something in the back of my mind always this has got to end soon i mean i wouldn't have predicted that norwich would get a draw there obviously but you you know these things you know we always say these runs come to an end don't they do you think it's
1: more that everyone had written norwich off so norwich had something to prove a bit like everyone had written manchester united off against liverpool and and actually yeah. the, at, at some point they just joined together and everything yes. everything worked and we had some luck in the first half we did that's
0: right. that's why that's why we ha- we had we had that luck they missed those chances and as i said but that was that you're probably right about as you say norwich as well that uh, they had more to prove but i think equally you know Ipswich's luck was going to run out sometime mm.
1: I mean, I, look, I tweeted afterwards saying I'm gl- I g- glad it wasn't an embarrassment. Um, and I literally avoided watching as much as I could, um, thinking that 15 years of hard work was going to go down the pattern. But, <laughs> but I think what what was proved, and we talked about it at the start of the season, about how well this player could potentially do. And Jonathan Rowe is obviously a huge talent and someone that Norwich have discovered, and he's—you could argue—he's the latest on our um, production line of, of young players coming through. I think he's proved that he is a huge talent. And, and McKenna did say the right thing. I agree with McKenna on this statement that Norwich are one of the best attacking teams in the division. But we can't do anything else. All we can do is attack people. We can't defend, and we don't have a midfield. We've only conceded—we've conceded. We've conceded just as many goals as Rotherham, and they are yeah. ro- and they are rock bottom.
0: bottom yeah, yeah, quite.
1: But I, but yeah. I, but my so look. There's there's two points to that question. Firstly, Jonathan Rowe, he is an outstanding player. Yes,
0: yes. And did you see that there's interest from Wolves, Palace, and Villa,
1: and 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 the, and the rightly should be and yeah. and arguably. He should be looking at them because there is no point staying as as Adam Eder has proved. There's there's, <laughs> there's actually no point staying.
0: No, at no.
1: Norwich because you're not going you're not going to progress. Or at the moment we don't have a manager who's going to get us into a position where he's going to be a Premier League player. I think the um, NFC numbers uh, put out this week that there's only one other player under 21 in Europe's top leagues who scored more goals mm. this season, yeah, and that is Jude Bellingham.
0: <laughs>
1: and 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 when you're yeah. saying Jude Bellingham and Jonathan Rowe, then yeah. then you know you're 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 on that level. Yes. So Yes. I, and, and he's
0: scoring those goals. I mean, I, I, as you say, we are uh, we are scoring quite a lot of goals, but he's he's got a lot of them, and he's in a a, a team that hasn't been playing that well. No. And he always
1: and, he, and he's been out injured for the last yes. month or so yeah. so yeah. the fact he's got double figures I mean this, this is the, this is my point that he he has proved himself and we now know that he can score goals when we need him to score goals. but what are we doing about the rest of the squad <laughs> and the rest of the team? and that's my that is my now key question because you said in our five questions, and we'll run through them in a moment, <laughs> that Wagner should be gone by Christmas. <laughs> now, he won't be, but you could argue that he should be. The, yeah. young, the, the young Plymouth manager, Schumacher, he's on his way to Stoke. What What are we doing? We're just waiting for... Ultimately, Wagner was appointed by someone who was desperate to rekindle past glories yeah. and by someone yeah. who didn't want to be at the club anymore no, anyway, right. in Stuart yeah. Webber. Yeah. So yeah. We're, we're now lumbered with this person who... And I keep saying, we're not going to get relegated. I know that because we yeah. scored lots of goals. Yeah. But ultimately, we're not going to get any further than where we are at the moment.
0: No, I mean, I mean the, the th- in the last seven games, John, we've got 14 points. Mm-hmm. Three games at home, four away. 14 points, you know, is, is a uh, <laughs> promotion form. But on the other side of that, just looking up, the teams above us... This, the point against Ipswich was that only our sixth point from the eight games against the teams above us in the table. Right. One win, three draws and four defeats. And what that points to, which is what you're saying, what we said at the start of the season, we're a mid-table team. Yeah. You know.
1: It's like we, we we knew we'd beat Sheffield Wednesday, and to be fair, it was a bit of a struggle. The first half, we yes, it was. The first yeah. half was a yeah.
0: struggle. Second yeah. half and, was better. But and the displays, I mean, the displays haven't been haven't been that good. What I just, I suppose, from where we are, and that's where I'm looking at it. We're now in a position where those results have bought us a bit of time. I take your point, um, and and you're right about uh, Weber. I mean, I was going to ask you whether you think this improvement. Uh, that we've seen over the last seven games has that got anything to do with ben Napper? i just wonder if he is for the first time for a while managing the manager <laughs> yes because you know i i would like to think that's the case because i think one of the biggest things was was getting you know bringing that forward and we're believing because you're right we we were we were we were just slipping away and i think Looking back all that time, you know, he was round with the supporters, he wanted to climb mountains. The, the, the club now is in a position where it can build. And I suppose I'm, I, I take your point about, you know, other managers and that, but I think it is important that we get this, the decision right. And I think these results have just given us a bit of time. They've
1: given us time to accept that we're staying mid-table.
0: Uh, yeah, absolutely. But it's more, it, it is important that we get this next one right, isn't it?
1: Well, we've got to appoint the right manager without a shadow of a
0: What do you think about Sunderland appointing um, Beale? Beal.
1: I think they were a bit harsh getting rid of Tony Mowbray. to be fair. <laughs> I, 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 but I don't watch Sunderland week in, week out. No. no. And, and I thought, again, Sheffield Wednesday, the football that we played in the first half was atrocious. We yeah. go,
0: that we, girl we gave away. We go 1-0 up. Yeah,
1: and then we don't we don't. It's I exactly know. like Watford. We went two 0 up, and then we didn't do anything. We just no, sat there, yeah. and and you let them get back into the game, and and then we give away a, another stupid. And goal. we do that
0: time and time again, don't we? Yeah, we do do that time. We can't we can't control games. No, no. I that all, all the faults that you're sad are there. I suppose. Um, I mean. We're now coming up, and you and I know nothing's going to happen over the next four games, so actually, my predictions at the start of the season, one that Weber would go to Leeds, wrong. Wagner would be gone gone by Christmas wrong. I'm not having a very good time.
1: Here, <laughs> no, but you but Norwich will finish mid table. yeah. and we will finish lower yeah, yeah. than Ipswich. so I think we're yeah. all we're yeah, all yeah. we're all agreed on that, but I'll, but look, I think my issue is slightly with it, that Wagner. It could be that Ben Napper has made a difference, but it's also the fact Angus Gunn has come back.
0: Yes, Yes.
1: it's also the fact that actually Barnes has come back, and I and I don't think Barnes is playing as well as he he could or has done in the past. But he's uh, and he missed a couple of really big chances against Sheffield Wednesday before he eventually scored. Yeah, Um, so I think that's helped Rose come back. So the fact that we're scoring goals continue to score goals is is a benefit and we, and we've got someone who can actually save the ball which i don't yeah. think george long ever did uh, to be brutally honest so actually yeah. the re, my whole argument of the midfield is wrong and the defense is wrong actually is is being overshadowed by the fact we're scoring goals and and we've got a good goalkeeper again so yeah. he's 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 lucky in that way so i'm not it, it could be that there is more coaching going on and he's being coached, the manager's being coached, as you say. Uh, Look, certainly certainly he's got something to prove. Wagner has to prove... To Napa, that he is the right yeah, person. Yes, absolutely. Yeah, because yeah, because ultimately he was mates with Weber, and he you know ultimately he knew that he would he would be there as long as Weber was going to be there. So he's got something to prove. So he may have improved his game, but I do think he's helped by the fact the goalkeepers come back and yeah. the, and the two strikers have come back.
0: And I think there's a limit to how far he can take this forward. Anyway, I mean I think in the end he yes. will I think they will. So they that, will but make that's the my challenge. question
1: on Schumacher. Is yeah uh, are, th- are these the kind of managers you want to go and get, or like you said with Beal, um I, I think the issue <laughs> my issue with Beal is that he was doing great at QPR and he probably jumped too early. Yeah. Now now Schumacher, a bit like Alex Neil was doing at Sunderland, he went to Stoke and he, now he's he's left Stoke. Uh, Schumacher I think feels like he he t- he's taken Plymouth to a certain way. Are they ever going to go and and do a Luton? not is not looking likely they're certainly not doing an Ipswich this season no, no. so I think it's probably the right time for Schumacher to go but what we need to look at is where our next manager yeah, is coming from and, yeah. and if there is someone that we would prefer then we should act upon it we rather should. than get yeah. to the point where we know that we've come to the end of the road rather than because we all know he's going
0: yeah
1: <laughs> he's not going to be here he's not going to be here for another season he will not no. be here in a year's time
0: no because no, he's said, not good said, enough now you said right you, you, you sort of said thought he'd be here till the end of the season I did I, I, it might it might go on that long I think it,
1: I think it it could be Easter or whatever but yeah but what we should be doing and what Napa should be doing now is yes. go... and I agree with you it, that there's a bit more time so it, the pressure's slightly off I, I don't have to look at what David Wagner's doing every single yeah. second of the day yeah. I can yeah. start looking at who's going to replace him yeah. And, and that would that, be my to do list. That would yeah. be my what I'm doing uh, with Ben Napper. I'd be like writing my here, here's who I want and yes. having conversations with those people.
0: Yeah, I, no, I, I, I do agree with that because time can be an advantage in that you've got time to uh, you do your research and bring it in. But it can also mean that you, you, you don't actually make decisions. No, well, that is the thing. <laughs> and that is the, that is the other side of it. So but you're absolutely I mean,
1: right. We cannot have another wrong manager
0: no no we don't what we do we we didn't want ena- we it, what we didn't want was another re- replacement who comes in at christmas time you then get to the end of the season you then have another
1: close season yeah. build
0: your summer building round hit that manager and then that doesn't work again we we we, we must uh, you know we we must get out of that loop yeah and um, every time we have one of these we say the next uh the next few weeks are important and <laughs> we've now got what four games? Yep. Two home, two away. Yep. Um, that 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 includes um, Southampton and West Brom, Millwall away, and then in January you've got West Brom, Leeds, and Hull. So you know those next seven games or so
1: are literally going to be crucial
0: yeah i mean again again we should have a clearer idea is this is this is this improvement you know is is the improvement in gun results lead to better displays i don't i don't think either of us think it will but if it doesn't well then that that you know hopefully that will hasten up nappers uh uh you know his list and everything but um if results uh, results and displays improve well then i suppose we will carry on with with wagner won't we
1: yeah and if a big money comes because,
0: in, because it, there will be. Yeah, you're right. If it, a big money comes in, also because I think we'll think if we do do that, well, we'll 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 stay in contention for the playoffs. And I think until if we're in that contention and the results are going fairly nicely, that's how we'll jog along.
1: If we can scrape sixth, is basically what we're looking at. Yeah, do. yeah, absolutely. Fine. Yeah, but if yeah. but if a multi million pound bid comes in for Jonathan Rowe in the January transfer window,
0: they're saying at the moment they don't need to sell. But I mean, who knows? Yeah,
1: Yeah, exactly. If you're not going to get promoted, then you need to sell.
0: Yeah, yeah, quite.
1: So we will see. We will see. So as uh, as Dad said, lots of matches coming up over the festive period. I hope you enjoy them as uh, much as you do your festivities. We are rounding off the uh, podcast, the new Old Norwich, uh, for this year, 2023, assuming that there are no dramatic developments over the next two weeks, um, with our last look at the 59 Cup run, the memorable matches, and we're in semi-final time.
0: We are at the heady heady heights of semi-finals, John. So just 10 days after that sixth-round replay win against Sheffield United, City and the supporters were back in London for the FA Cup semi final. Now you recall last time that uh, for that for that sixth round replay we brought in uh, the goalkeeper who had been on trial sandy Kennan. yeah and he, we brought him in for that replay well he went on to play another 254 games for norwich but perhaps never as well as in that semi-final with luton town in front of a crowd of 63,000 at white hart lane i mean that was his third game for norwich and he <laughs> um, he came in, but but he, he had a great game, but perhaps the occasion got to them. But for once, the city team found themselves on the receiving end. We went behind in the first half, but so brilliant was Kennan's work. Luton were denied, were denied more than one goal. And despite looting looking the better side in the second half, we had a goal disallowed before Bobby Brennan celebrated his 34th birthday with an equaliser that took the semi-final to a replay of St Andrews, Birmingham. So once again, the Norwich supporters had to return from London to claim their tickets for the replay the following Wednesday. Now in just four weeks, John, the Canary fans had been to London twice, Sheffield, and were now on their way to Birmingham. Hmm. But remember, John, this was a time when many of us hardly left the county.
1: Hmm.
0: I was 11 years old then, And apart from the odd day trip to Lowstuff in Suffolk, I'd only left Norfolk once for a day trip to London. Very few people had annual holidays before then. You know, these trips were really um, special for these supporters. Well, the semi-final replay, our 11th game in the cup run, was held on a Wednesday afternoon in a crowd of 50,000, in front of a crowd of 50,000. Your nanny and grandad were in that crowd that afternoon. Wow. But St Andrews, Birmingham was the end of the road. The Canaries dominated three parts of the game. They had chances, but this time the Luton defence gave nothing away. Luton scored the winner in the 56th minute and the headline on the evening news that night read, it's all over. City go out fighting. For half an hour after the end of the match, there were no dressing room visitors, but on the way home on one of the trains carrying both the players and the supporters. The city players moved from compartment to compartment, chanting, You sang for us, we'll sing for you. And for the disappointed supporters, there was the bonus of chorus after chorus of On the Ball City, sung by the Canaries themselves. Great. Different days, eh hey, John? Yeah,
1: no, absolutely. <laughs> absolutely. And the fact though is that we missed out on Wembley.
0: Yeah, well, of course, it's it's nearly sixty-five years later now and I can remember that day of that replay as if it was yesterday. Mm. I was at school and at the end of lessons um, that afternoon, one of the teachers was listening to the radio commentary on a school radio and a few of our senior boys who were involved with the school football team joined him. I listened until the end of the game, but this time there was no no equaliser. The dream was over. As I walked home alone, the tears just ran down my face. Mm. At home, my mum said, Whatever is the matter? Norwich lost, I replied. Mum did what mums do. There's always next year, she said, but of course there never has been. We've come close a couple of times and had other success, but never made an FA Cup final. If I'd have known that was to be the case, I think, John, I'd have cried a lot more that afternoon. (laughs) I think I'd have probably needed (laughs) counselling. But the sadness, as you said, was that it's not just that we'd lost the football match. In those early days of television, the FA Cup final was much bigger than today. Mm. It was a national event. We would not be part of that occasion. No royalty, no marching bands, no community singing, not being part of the only live club game on television yeah that was the i mean you know even my nanny who had very little interest in football she'd watched the fa cup final because she'd watched the bat- marching bands and the community singing and things it was it was a national event and, and so that's what we missed out on
1: and you were a similar age to what i was when we went at hillsborough when we lost to sunderland who weren't a top flight team either no we were but they weren't um and and i cried 92 wasn't it um, yeah you you knew that having been there in 89 and then in 92,
0: it was and, not going to happen
1: and it no. weren't going to happen. Yeah. And, and we missed again that that chance to go to Wembley.
0: Yeah, and
1: look, we had an amazing Wembley day with the playoffs. We did. That's right. We've had other successes. My, my seven-year-old that. son will still say to to me on a regular occurrence any time there is any year anywhere near 1985, he will say that's when Norwich won the Milk Cup. Uh, yeah, <laughs> they've won they've won a trophy, and Newcastle haven't won a trophy for that. <laughs> one. So yeah, it's absolutely. still it, there were still some great moments. Yeah, but but those two will that was that you that sits in your memory and i'll always remember coming back from from sheffield in 92. and
0: and 11 years old you got over it fairly quickly i mean although we were at the cup by then the season wasn't over and hadn't played so many fa cup games there was a task of catching up on the backlog of fixtures and so well was it tackled we lost only two games both away from the turn of the year to the end of the season wow so we missed automatic promotion by just four points Where were the playoffs when you needed them? (laughs) (laughs) But that cup run, John, had been a real game changer for the club, because up until then, the city football team hadn't even been the best team in the city. Mm. The city speedway team Mm. who rode in the top flight, won trophies and had the world champion riding for them was top dog. But what that cup run did was brought the people from Norfolk, from the city, the towns, the villages together behind the team and the crowds flocked back to Carroll Road, the attendance on the Boxing Day in 1958, before that cup run was 13,000. But by the time those later league fixtures came around after the cup run, the attendance has nearly topped 30,000. And that was to those games, those midweek catch up matches that I would go, sitting in the front of the railings of the standing enclosure in front of the old main stand with my dad somewhere behind me.
1: Yeah.
0: To be fair as well, thereafter, although the progress through the mid to late 1960s would be slower than we hoped to, they would be, that cup run really kickstarted the growth of the club that would result in the achievements later in the century.
1: Mm. Absolutely. And, and it certainly has been an enjoyable few weeks looking back at. Uh, yeah. that has for me too. Yeah. Yeah. At a, a, a great time uh, with Norwich City. And that's what this podcast all about, trying to look at some of the good things as well as. Obviously, talking about the uh, current state of affairs, which is uh, which is always good fun, too. Um, may I wish you a Merry Christmas? Not you, Dad, because I'll see you a certain later. <laughs> anyway, yeah, Merry listening. Christmas, me too. <laughs> Merry Christmas, Any, me Anyone too. who's listening, um, we'll see you and look forward to it in 2024. This is the new Old Norwich, the podcast that's more steady on than Splendid Rush. Podcast Network.